April 30th, John chapter 1, verses 1 through 28. In the beginning the Word already existed. He was with God, and He was God. He was in the beginning with God. He created everything there is. Nothing exists that He didn't make. Life itself was in Him, and this life gives light to everyone. The light shines through the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. God sent John the Baptist to tell everyone about the light, so that everyone might believe because of his testimony. John himself was not the light. He was only a witness to the light. The one who is the true light, who gives light to everyone, was going to come into the world. But although the world was made through him, the world didn't recognize him when he came. Even in his own land and among his own people, he was not accepted. But to all who believed him and accepted him, he gave the right to become children of God. They are reborn. This is not a physical birth resulting from human passion or plan. This rebirth comes from God. So the Word became human and lived here on earth among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. And we have seen His glory, the glory of the only Son of the Father. John pointed Him out to the people. He shouted to the crowds, This is the one I was talking about when He said, Someone is coming who is far greater than I am, for He existed long before I did. We have all benefited from the rich blessings He brought to us, one gracious blessing after another. For the law was given through Moses. God's unfailing love and faithfulness came through Jesus Christ. No one has ever seen God, but His only Son, who is Himself God, is near to the Father's heart. He has told us about Him. This was the testimony of John when the Jewish leaders sent priests and temple assistants from Jerusalem to ask John whether he claimed to be the Messiah. He flatly denied it. I am not the Messiah, he said. Well then, who are you? they asked. Are you Elijah? No, he replied. Are you the prophet? No. Then who are you? Tell us, so we can give an answer to those who sent us. What do you have to say about yourself? John replied in the words of Isaiah, I am a voice shouting in the wilderness, Prepare a straight pathway for the Lord's coming. Then those who were sent by the Pharisees asked him, If you aren't the Messiah or Elijah or the prophet, what right do you have to baptize? John told them, I baptize with water, but right here in the crowd is someone you do not know who will soon begin his ministry. I am not even worthy to be his slave. This incident took place at Bethany, a village east of the Jordan River, where John was baptizing. In the book of Job, you know the story there. Job cries out in, in understandable pain, and he begins to demand of God an explanation for what is unfolding. Essentially asking God to explain, why is this happening to me? How is it that you're working through this? And he demands that the Lord of all creation explain Himself. God 
begins to respond to Job in chapter 38. Then the Lord answered Job out of the storm. And he said, Who is this that darkens my counsel with words without knowledge? Brace yourself like a man. I will question you, and you shall answer me. Where were you when I laid the earth's foundation? Tell me if you understand. Who marked off its dimensions? Surely you know. Who stretched a measuring line across it? On what were its footings set? Or who laid its cornerstone? While all the morning stars sang together and all the angels shouted for joy. God didn't show up to explain himself. God shows up and begins to pepper Job with questions. He's been listening to it for 37 chapters and now he turns around and asks you himself for 129 verses. God just throws out question after question after question of things that Job could not possibly understand. But all of these questions that God is raising to Job in those chapters point to a single truth. God revealed through Isaiah this truth long ago when he said, my ways are higher than your ways. My thoughts are higher than your thoughts. Remember how the book of Job ends? Not, not the epilogue where he gets everything back. But before that, God appears to Job in the storm. Job has been challenging God for 37 chapters. And God appears to him in the storm, and then God turns the tables on him and he begins to say, well, where were you when this happened? Can you explain this? Can you understand that? But at the end of the day, God never answered Job's question. Why is this happening to me? Job died never having known why. I love how Job responds. It takes him a while, but he eventually gets there. I had heard of you by the hearing of the ear, but now my eye sees you. It is so easy to be content knowing about God knowing what people have said about God and definitions about God and theology about God and doctrine and all of these explanations which have their place and have value. But if we are satisfied knowing about God instead of walking with God, then we will be disappointed because we need that closeness of relationship with Him. Don't be content just hearing about God with the ear. See Him with your heart. Don't just try to ask and understand questions with your mind. Walk by faith. And then you begin to see. This is the truth for all who have placed their faith in Christ and walk in Him in obedience. That you never walk alone. That is Mysterium Tremendum.